We hope you enjoy the following episode. Join us on our Instagram page at the EduPod. That's spelled T H E E D U P O D. Or join in on our conversations on Twitter at the EduPod. Also, we have a Facebook page. Please subscribe to it www.facebook.com forward slash the EduPod. To support this podcast, please visit www.patreon.com forward slash the EduPod. Enjoy! Welcome to the Educationist Podcast. You're here with Arman and... Dami, hello. Hello. It's a nice hello there. That was a deep hello. I like you. Hello. Might just get into that. (laughs) My other Korean soul singing. (laughs) So, Dami, before you start uh, busting out the lyrics, (laughs) what what are we going to be talking about today? Uh, Today we're going to be talking about medium-term plans. Yes, you are correct. Why do you look so nervous? (laughs) I don't know. I'm just tired. (laughs) Uh, So, medium-term planning, the way today's going to work out, we're going to address four key critical questions. One, in light of what we spoke about regarding long-term planning, Mm -hmm. how do we define what a medium-term plan is? Two, What is the importance of a medium-term plan? Three, how can medium-term plans be designed well? And four, can we realistically create effective, well-designed medium-term plans considering that we are overworked and, frankly, are they worth the time and energy? So we're going to be dealing with these four questions. Deep questions. Deep questions. I like it, I like it. Before we deal with the deepness... How's your practice been? Oh, yeah. Oh, how's my practice been? Um, not bad. Um, I feel this has been a very hard week, as probably same for most teachers. Uh, winter is coming, and I'm not quoting Game of Thrones. It's here. I am cold. My kids are probably quite cold themselves. Um, teaching has been good. Um I'd say what I need to probably focus on a little bit more of is marking and going back to my lessons. Um, But I'll get there and hopefully, yeah, you'll see a more positive, smiley, damn you. (laughs) How's your practice been? I'm going to give you an answer from me in the future. I thought you were going to sing me your answer. (laughs) I was getting excited. (laughs) It's been good. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Feel that soul. Soul teachers. <laughs> oh my God. Cutting all of it. Cutting. Wow, that was bad. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you an answer and uh, think about how will my practice have been. My mm, practice, by the end of this week, I would have taught well, would have quizzed my pupils, would have addressed any misconceptions, and most importantly... I would have finished my marking. Wow, are you saying that? Hell yeah. 
you say not live, you know, people are going to hear this. Ambitious teachers. We're going to ask you about it next time. Hashtag ambitious educationalist. (laughs) Well, I hope, I don't know, I'll pray for you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right. So, first question, let's deal with it. Um, In light of what we spoke about regarding long-term planning, how do you define what a medium-term plan is? Do you know what? I started with the last one. I want you to start with this one because I, I'm not even. <laughs> I'm confident, but I want you to go first. And right, see if it right, meets yeah. my. I got a ball. I my got definition. You. I got you. I got you. Yeah, go on. So, when we spoke about learning, uh, sorry, long term planning. Yeah. We spoke a lot about overar- uh, overarching aims and sure. objectives regarding the school's vision for its graduates, yeah. as well as the expectations individual departments should have yeah. um, too uh, regarding like the knowledge and the skills that they want their pupils to acquire yeah. and so we um, spoke about how um, schools should address long term planning in terms of their the school career of the pupil mm-hmm. um, the, uh, the end result for each academic year and yep. each year group what would they have um, uh, achieved and gained because of the education we provide and so when we're looking at medium term planning, I feel it's just uh, the next logical step downwards. And that is each academic term. Medium term planning is what uh, activities, what knowledge, what skills are pupils being introduced to or are practicing for each academic term. Yeah. A medium term plan is the diet we provide for our pupils for an academic term. It is the tangible step which we use to draw closer to our grandeur uh, sorry grandeur (laughs) to to our grander long-term planning goals and objectives yeah yeah i I, yeah probably agree with you like yeah moving away from just the schemes of work to ideas of how do we reinforce the knowledge i I think that's a good point actually medium-term plans uh, and schemes of learning schemes of work I i feel like all of these things are synonymous with yeah, one another definitely yeah so that, that's a good point to, to mention mm. um so anything to add anything i may have missed no i think you you've hit it right there yeah um yeah i suppose yeah all of those synonymous words being able to yeah, reinforce the knowledge of our students um yeah has a really great deal yeah let's see how we can do this so Always. why is a medium-term plan important oh dammy oh wow that's such a big question right um it's important because I suppose if you haven't got a clear medium-term plan, then how do you know what your kids have learned? How do you know exactly how to address those you know misconceptions? Um, and I think it's all about yeah the idea of having this clear strategy. You know, and if you haven't got this clear strategy, then you don't know how to make those judgments. You don't know what areas to be working on. You don't know what your your students are missing. You don't know what they've learned. So, yeah, I think it adds clarity to the students and it adds clarity to the to the teacher. I am Definitely. really sweating here. Maybe I should take my scarf off. <laughs> well, Ooh, lovely. Oh, Sound effects. Apologies. Oh, my God. It's, it's just not... I'm, I am Editing nightmare. <laughs> I am feeling this. I don't know. I'm just, like, quite hot and cold at the same time. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I'd say that's probably what it is from my perspective. Um, it's... It aids clarity... Um, and it allows us to understand the gaps and the misconceptions. 
of our kids. I think what about yourself? No, I think I think you've taken the words out of my mind, out of my mouth. I think that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, that that's the importance of it. It's like it's that old trope, you know. Failure to plan is planning to fail. Yeah, you definitely. need a strategy. Yeah, you can't definitely. just waltz into the classroom. Even if you plan that individual lesson, how does that individual lesson link to the grander objectives? Yeah. How does what you're doing within the uh, academic term link to the grander objectives that you have as a school? So uh, it's, it should be clear. It should be clear why why it's important. Mm. So with all of that being said, let's dive into the to the depths of the topic, and that is. How can medium-term plans be designed well? And I think mm. I'll, I'll, I'll answer this. And um, before we speak about anything, <coughs> it should be mentioned that in order to design a medium-term plan well, time is needed mm. before anything can be designed well. Mm-hmm. If you want something to be done well, you need to give that thing it's due right and when it comes to medium term plans they need a lot of time and a lot of thought needs to be put into it Mm. i want to approach defining um or or, or approach how to design a a medium term plan well uh, by talking about the opposite i want to talk about a bad poorly designed medium term plan okay and i think by talking about the opposite it will help to clarify what a good medium-term plan is. Mm, okay, dangerous terrain. Let's see how yeah, this goes. Yeah, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. Okay. Go on, yeah, let's go. Let's so, go. so I feel like the elements of a poorly designed medium-term plan is, one, you've opened up your document, Scheme of Learning on Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. You're scrolling through it, mm-hmm. and it either has too much on the very first page too much information disorganized or there's too little either way it's confusing it's not user friendly it's Mm -hmm. visually confusing it's content wise it's appalling (laughs) and and, you know it's reflective of either one of two things so a either little effort has been put into this scheme of learning Hence, it's scarcity or it's got just loads of random info. Mm. Or B, the scheme of learning is fulfilling the role of a tick box on a school. Sorry, fulfilling the role of a tick on the school's policy list. So these it's like a medium term plan, which has got literacy objectives, grand school objectives, reasoning for this, that and the other. And. In actuality, this medium-term plan is nothing but an evidence of policy implementation. Mm. Unless a document for, uh, unless a document to empower teachers in terms of where am I going with this? What am I going to be doing for my lesson? So, visually confusing information or confusing information on a medium-term plan. I think that that is a, a, an indication of a poorly designed medium-term plan. Any thoughts? No, I I'm fully agree. Um, I've got um, a list of six, uh, almost six overarching questions that people need to perhaps consider just to make sure they don't fall into the trap of that poorly organised uh, medium-term plan, which probably links to what we're going to talk about in more detail. So um, first one being, what is the purpose of your medium-term plan? Mm. Um, second one being, um, what will be included in your medium-term plan? 
Um, how will it be organized? Which links to this clarity idea. Um, who will be involved in designing the medium-term plan? Definitely. Um, what are the barriers to a successful implementation of your medium-term plan? And how will it be evaluated? So I th- I'm sure we're going to talk about this in a lot more detail. But yeah, definitely questions to think about. As we're discussing, as we're discussing poorly yeah. designed ones. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. We're going to constantly you know, interject and think about where um, people go wrong. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I think another thing that I've noticed from poorly designed medium-term plans are that aims and objectives of a medium-term plan are copy and pasted from... <laughs> I've seen it it. yeah of course of course and it's just like what are you doing yeah it's like hollow information it's it's just does not tell you anything especially if the mask scheme in and of itself is quite ambiguous you're just like what what I mean I think (laughs) the difficulty with that is so for an example just like maths science and English have all changed post-Ofsted in terms of the content we need to teach, I'm sure computing has changed as well. And it's, or, you know, physics, PE. But with these changes, you can't just go on to Ofsted or go on to, you know, a website, download the mark scheme and just copy and paste it into your medium-term plan or your long-term plan and just expect kids and also the teachers below you to understand what, how to reach those goals. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, um, middle leadership, and above, perhaps do fall into that trap. I also feel that mark schemes, you know, yes, they're valid for uh, whatever their purpose might be, mm-hmm. uh, assessing a, an assessment, whatever. Um, but in terms of putting up the goals or putting up uh, success criteria directly lifted from a mark scheme, I feel like you need, there's always a degree, especially when it comes to English, perhaps less so for other subjects, but for, for English, there's always a degree of subjectivity when it comes to mark schemes. Yeah, and in order yeah. to, to interpret it, I think that's the role of whoever's designing a medium-term plan. So to just copy and paste objectives or uh, part of um, uh, the success criteria is, is in, insufficient for trainee teachers and senior teachers alike. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. It's um, Mark Scheme is there, obviously, for, for support and to help teachers to allow us to ascertain what you know what a level seven looks like what skills are needed to achieve certain levels but it needs to be interpreted Mm. to the teachers Mm -hmm. and the teachers need to interpret that to the students and that means not everything is necessary for them to know and i think this is something we definitely forget in various i mean yeah just various teachers forget that your kids don't need to know everything in the curriculum they don't need to learn everything in that mark scheme it's what do they need to succeed, to pass? What knowledge do they need at the end of the day? Because it's not everything on a mark scheme as advocated by Ofsted or XYZ. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, another um, sign for me of a poorly designed medium-term plan is there is no sense of cohesion. Mm-hmm. So most medium-term plans provide a sense of chronology or content to cover. Yeah. For instance, going back to the Romeo and Juliet example. You love Romeo and Juliet. Well, not Romeo as much as they Romeo. love each other, right? Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, wow. So, <laughs> that joke. That joke. 
Um, so they, you know, a medium term plan that that has that will cover the play from mm. the beginning to the end. Uh, despite that, you know, that's not cohesion. Cohesion for me, you know, they the certain medium term plans or poorly designed ones do not always share their cohesion with regards to. Um, the the link between that medium term plan and prior learning yeah, uh, within yes. an academic year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And another thing is um, creating links between how certain activities within the scheme, for an individual lesson, will build or develop a skill or a component of knowledge. And I think most importantly is that these medium term plans will not have reasoning for the ordering or the focus of one specific component of knowledge or the development of a skill over another and and we'll get into more sort of details on this but i think cohesion is a massive thing and and it's a sign of a good medium term plan for it to be cohesive yeah i mean um i'm going to just paraphrase um uh, Darren Egan Simon on the Chartered College of Teaching, who literally addresses exactly that point, which is about thinking about what will be learned, when and why. That leads to coherence and to consistency of your medium term plan. So it's, the sequencing of content um, needs to be carefully considered to make sure that knowledge and skills are built throughout to create progress. And that's all about, yeah, I suppose those organisational links, which people do tend to forget. Really good point. Based on all of this, what can we say makes a well-designed medium-term plan? Uh, I purchased a book last year. It was published in 2015. It's by Lee Jerome and Marcus Bagava. It's simply entitled Effective Medium-Term Planning. And what they advocate in that book is that far too often trainee teachers are taught to focus on the individual lesson to get that individual lesson perfect. Yes. But then there should be a focus instead on the string of lessons that they are planning, the medium-term plan. Because by doing that, that's how you can capture true learning because you're organising what the pupils are learning. Uh, It's a brilliant book. I I strongly suggest any practitioner to, to purchase it. I think it... It's really good. Uh, I've got one yeah, criticism of it. Uh, and uh, by the way, a lot of the ideas that I'm, I'm about to share come from that book. Yeah, I've got yeah. one uh, critique of it, and I think it apologises too much. Uh, far too often it apologises for stating the obvious. I'm sorry for stating the obvious. I'm sorry, sorry it seems far too obvious. Mm-hmm. You know what? No, not at all, because Mm. it may seem obvious for those who are aware, but Mm -hmm. for many people who are not aware, it's It's not not. obvious. So, you know, don't don't worry, Jerome. (laughs) We got you. (laughs) Don't need to apologise. You're doing a good job. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel um, it's something I, as a mentor, um, it's something I maybe didn't do as much last year with a person I mentored but it's something I'm definitely trying to address this year Mm. when I observe him and I give him feedback it's not individual standalone lessons I'm observing for it's how does this fit into you know the purpose of your students learning like we literally go back and forth like where do you want them to be at the end of this half term where Mm. do you expect them Mm. to be at the end Mm. of the year and I think I think my 
My question is now more broader, which is mm-hmm. therefore making these lessons and the ideas and you know the sequencing of what he's doing. He's making it on a larger scale. Definitely, and it's so important to to make that transition from thinking about individual activities yep. to or actually what's the function of this individual activity Precisely. in the larger scheme of things. Yes, definitely. In the book, it advocates a model to help develop effective medium-term planning, and it is expressed in these five A's. Okay, so the five A's are as follows. Um, firstly, articulating the learning. So mm-hmm. first A is articulating. Uh, the second A is aligning the learning. The third A is activating the learning. The fourth A is assessing the learning. And the fifth A is adapting the plan. So let, let me add some clarity. For yeah, the yeah. first one, articulating the learning, that's all about, well, what is or what are the goals and objectives of your medium-term plan? What do you want your pupils to actually gain from from coming to your lessons and, and receiving this diet of information? Mm-hmm. How do you How do you go about articulating the learning? The second one, aligning the learning, is all about organising the content. Okay, you now yeah. know that you want your pupils to be learning this aspect of Scrooge's personality and characterization. Mm-hmm. What's the best way to order the sequence of lessons? How yeah. can we organise and align the learning for optimal results? Mm. Uh, activating the learning. This refers to evaluating the qualities or the quality of activities throughout this medium term plan. How does this activity build on uh, previous activities that they've learnt in the past or sorry, previous activities that they've completed in the past? Or how does this activity feed forward into activities that they will be doing later on? Mm. Uh, assessing the learning refers to... Uh, or assessment <laughs> and yeah, assessment yeah. and feedback essentially and adapting the plan it's referring to well after you've implemented this medium term plan mm. how effective was it what uh, misconceptions came up that you didn't think of the first time around what are you going to do to address that and adapt your medium term plans so that those holes do not emerge again so there's, it's like a constant process. It's not Medium-term plans are not things whereby you can create it once and then you relax. It's mm-hmm. a constant... You're not done. Yeah, it's <laughs> constant development. You're yeah, constantly developing. Of course. It's constantly going round and round in, in, in a so, sort of uh, cycle. Mm. Um, yeah, I like so that sequenced idea. It's nice. It, it, it's, Very it's specific. What, what I really like is the idea of aligning the learning and, and thinking about well what's the best um diet what's the best order of it yeah um and yeah. It, it reminds me of something that i wrote um that i read in david didal's secret of literacy <laughs> and he um he introduced this idea of uh, a, a learning cycle um and in the learning cycle you know it starts with an explanation provided by the teacher a model that model then moves on to a scaffold and then that scaffold goes into independence. And this is like a cycle mm-hmm. for uh, sort of fostering independence within pupils. Mm. So to give an example, at the explanation phase, 
Say, for instance, I want to teach compound or complex, compound complex sentences. I would explain what they are, maybe deconstruct one. The model, I'd provide examples, deconstruct it. The scaffold, maybe together, as a class, we'd do a joint write of a compound complex sentence. And then the independence part, I'd get them to practice their own sentences. So it's sort of a nice little cycle. Yeah. Now yeah. that that could be what, the example that I use can be you can be probably implemented within a single lesson mm-hmm. because the knowledge the compartment of knowledge there is uh, compound complex sentences very like it's small relatively small. Yeah. Sure. Um, what I like uh, how this links to aligning the learning is that sometimes this cycle of independence doesn't occur within a sixty minute. Lesson. lesson yeah precisely and yeah. so when you're aligning the learning you're thinking about well how does the learning um sort of how is it organized so that it fosters this uh, culture of independence mm. so uh, mm. another example is if i explain to my pupils what characterization is yeah it's modeled by what we read um, um in in a chapter from uh, a christmas carol for instance we scaffold what we see from character of, of Dickens' characterization of, of Scrooge, and we write a plan, maybe through a spider diagram or whatever it is. We're scaffolding the ideas and how to articulate them. And then for the independence portion, you write an essay, write an essay on how character X was presented in chapter Y. Yeah. Now, what I've just explained there, can I achieve that within a 60-minute lesson? Maybe, maybe. Could I achieve it better within two lessons? Yes. When we're thinking about medium-term plans, we need to be thinking about these cycles of learning. Mm. And this is just one cycle of learning. I'm sure there are others, mm-hmm. but that's what we should be thinking about when it comes to aligning the learning. How do we, how do we uh, organise it in a way that facilitates the most independence and, and ultimately progress? Yeah, I, I can't even... Yeah, it's literally, there's not much more I can add to that. <laughs> it's literally <laughs> taken exactly out of a book, I, uh, article I was reading, actually. And there is a lovely diagram, but I'm going to show Armin now that you guys cannot look at. <laughs> it will almost reflect the idea. I'm sure of, you'll put it, put it up in your... Yeah, video, yeah, yeah definitely. I'll take a picture of it. Yeah, take yeah, a picture yeah, of it and definitely, definitely pull it up. So it is the idea of, you know, these are like six knowledge steps and then presentation, six workbooks, three essays, and almost thinking about this idea of a, of a cycle of knowledge mm. and it's constantly being repeated um, and I think when you are getting more experience as a teacher um, it's something you start to it dawns on you like I used to rush through lessons like no one's business just to make sure I was up to speed mm. but that was at the detriment of the students knowledge mm-hmm. and the skills they had learned the practice time they needed mm-hmm. to make them secure and it's almost like the idea that oh i'm being observed i need to make sure all of these things are done but what have you taught them what have they actually learned because they have done more over two or three lessons than they've actually, they've actually yeah. done in yeah, the yeah. one observation you had yeah with Mrs. X, the back of the room staring at you. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's yeah, definitely something to consider when also observing teachers, I believe. I've, I've got a question. And, um, you know, we, we spoke before about poorly designed medium-term plans mm-hmm. and um, 
one way that they're poorly designed is that they're not visually friendly. They're mm. visually confusing. Mm-hmm. So how would you map out a medium-term plan in a way which is visually friendly? For teachers, you mean, yeah? Yeah, of course. Right. Um, it is a difficult one. Uh, I know the way my school does it, and it is a good start at being visually friendly, but there are definitely areas where people look at it and get swamped, um, which is essentially we do it via, we do it termly, and in that term it's broken down. Um, so, like, let's say autumn term one, we're going to study, you know, uh, Macbeth and just focus on language analysis. Um, within that, it's broken down again into, on a lovely Excel spreadsheet, color-coded into a breakdown from red to green as to what they're learning, how do they achieve those skills of language analysis. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I like the color code. It does work. Um, the Excel spreadsheet maybe can be over indulgent some teachers don't like it visually um but i think yeah adding colors um i suppose not everyone likes ragging things in terms of red Mm -hmm. to green Mm -hmm. but giving people a color brief of you know what looks good it's interesting that you you use uh, excel that's that's an interesting uh, what what do you what do you guys use we we tend to create um from from what i've seen before in in my previous schools well Uh, word, documents, word documents with tables yeah we've i mean so when we first started that's what we did yeah um, i think the excel was more of a a new way of trying to align it with the other uses of excel which is data as well so almost trying to use one system um one programming but i mean it's not just excel we do have word documents as well that look at the finer details um and i suppose we're always going back and forth between the two um but yeah, we're trying to use Excel more in that colour-coded way. Uh, it seems to be working. Yeah. That's cool. I, I, I do use Excel, but for something slightly different. Slightly different. I will, I will explain what it is. Um, my response to this question, uh, how do I create an MTP uh, in a visually friendly way or a scheme of learning in a visually friendly way, I like to have... And I, 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 I do use a Word document on the first page... I like to have the scheme of learning's relevance to the school's aims and the department aims. Uh, I like to have a bit of um, reasoning or text that links between the medium-term plan and the this medium-term plan or this scheme of learning and other schemes of learning that directly proceed and succeed it. So it. So whoever looks at that document, they can see clearly why this content is being taught at that moment in time in the year. Mm-hmm. It's that it's all about reasoning. Why are you teaching this particular topic during this time of the year? How is this particular topic relevant to the grander aims that we spoke about in our previous session? I think it's very good to have that reasoning made explicit for senior teachers trainee teachers, SLT, Ofsted inspectors. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that we haven't done yet, but I would advocate if if I I were in a position to do so. Mm, Um, Are you throwing out? (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, It's also to to create 
um, on the first page, perhaps a list of key words which will provide a diet of disciplinary literacy at a word level. So every teacher knows by the end of this medium term plan, these key words should have been taught and those key words where they should be taught should be expressed later on in the coverage of the lessons. For the scheme of learning itself, I like to create a table. The table has three columns on it. The first column is an overview of the lesson. So the lesson aim and the intentions and a brief reason for why it is here in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. The second column is suggestive, suggestive content for the lesson. So it's like a skeleton for a potential lesson where teachers have the flexibility to take ideas from that suggestive content, but they don't need to necessarily adhere rigidly to it. Because in the third column, it's going to state all of the subject-specific knowledge that should be attained from that lesson. So really bullet-pointing what you want the pupils to, to gain from the lesson, the knowledge that has been gained. And that will be a good resource in terms of creating quizzes later on as the scheme of learning continues, um, creating homeworks where you feel there are any misconceptions being held or, or whatnot. So that's how I'd go about creating a medium-term plan or scheme of learning document. How do you feel about prepared resources? What do you mean by prepared? Oh, you mean like a PowerPoint? Yeah, yeah. I think they are helpful. They're useful for for, for teachers who are um, you know overworked. Who are, yeah. Uh, things are difficult. It's nice to have. Um, however, just because a resource exists doesn't mean that you can rely on that resource 100%. Of course, yeah, you, definitely. You, you will need to uh, adapt it. In an ideal world, um, though you can rely on those resources all the time, but sometimes it's not always doable. I favour resources, however, which are more assessment for learning focused. Uh, yeah. What do I mean by yeah. that? I mean like resources such as quizzes um, with, with an answer page, um, th- things of things of that nature. I find that more useful than certain powerpoints. No, definitely. Yeah, I, I do want to talk about homework in all of this. I think planning homework as well in advance can be very powerful because, again, homework should be something thought beforehand and not arbitrarily given at the end of a lesson. I think it needs to be thought of. Yeah, and yeah. how can this piece of homework? feed into a future lesson and and perhaps that could be a fourth column to add to the medium term plan I guess from what I've proposed and what we spoke about Mm -hmm. we can clearly see that medium term planning and creating the document it's a beast of a task isn't it but it's so fundamental to the success of our students isn't it and I guess this links into the question that we had Previously, and that was, can we realistically create well-designed medium-term plans, considering all that we've said, mm. and considering how teachers, we are overworked, and is it worth the time and energy? Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's such a, you know, it, it's so important, because when I do believe, like, People in positions of middle leadership and 
impositions of well, SLT. Um, Medium-term plans allow us to have more successful students, and that obviously comes from the success of their teachers. Now, for a teacher to be successful and to be able to, you know, engage students, um, explain difficult concepts, differentiate instructions, they need to be given the time to plan effective medium-term plans to be able to make sure the implementation is successful, yeah? And that is all down to, personally, timing, to make sure they're not overworked. Because the workload comes from yeah, a lack of resources. Think about these really big, grand ideas. Because mm-hmm. for a lot of teachers, they do seem like big, grand ideas from above. To make it more practical and more relatable to the teacher, and therefore more effective for the students, they need time to sit down and to really map these things out. What about you? What do you think? I, I think that medium-term plans are, are massively yeah, important. And um, yes, we are overworked. Um, yeah. But is it? does that mean that it's a, a waste of time and energy? It's certainly not. In fact, an effective, an effective medium-term plan, it should lighten our burden. Because mm. as you said, it does help teachers to map out and understand what the learning journey is. Where are they going with their with their lessons, it's not just singular lessons being delivered randomly here and there without a thread connecting it all. Yeah. Um, I think a, a lot of the time the problem when it comes to medium-term plans is that they, uh, I think teachers, uh, we aren't properly briefed on a medium-term plan. I think that is a big a big issue that, that you've, you've, you've uh, alluded to. Yeah. I think spaces are not created to discuss how implementation is going um, to, to, to occur how, how a medium term plan is being implemented mm. and um, sometimes you know it, it's as we said before medium term plans are not informative and are just poorly designed which makes it synonymous with being a waste of time because it is a waste of time if it's yeah. poorly designed yeah, but definitely. then why are medium term plans poorly designed you know does that mean that teachers across the country don't know what they're doing i think they do they do i think they do do know what they're doing the the issue is down to two things time Mm -hmm. and lack of collaboration putting the responsibility all on one person yep a single uh, head of a department or deputy head cannot 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 no matter how how much they give the the impression or persona of a super man or woman, they won't be able to do it all by themselves. Uh, they, there needs yeah. to be a collaborative process. And people who are ordinary teachers, we should be willing to be involved in that collaborative process because it, it only makes everyone's life easier. Yeah, and, definitely. Um, I, think, I think, you know, it will lighten our burden if we invest time in, in, in uh, creating well-designed medium-term plans. Yeah. E.D. Hirsch says, um, um, if it's, I suppose, if we're thinking really about, you know, attainment gaps, I mean, to explain the, you know, the attainment gap between different students from different demographics of a country, it is about finding the time to create, you know, knowledge-based medium-term plans and long-term plans. And to do that, teachers need training. Mm. They need the resources, they need time, they need practical guidance. Um, and I think this hopefully will also gear up the recruitment and teaching as well, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. If all of these things are trying to be addressed, then it will be better for teachers, which Def- will be better De- for students. Definitely, definitely. And uh, just an, another point to mention when it comes to, or oh, can medium-term plans become a waste of time and energy? 
there, there can be this sort of distance between a medium-term plan and your own personal schedule. Yeah, of course. Like, you, you are covering content either faster or slower than a medium-term plan. What I have been doing uh, for the past year, um, and I haven't been doing it for all my classes because, again, time is a, is a factor, but I do try. Uh, I do do it for my uh, year 11 classes and make that um, a, pr- a priority, is that I create, and this is what I was saying before, I create um, a table on Excel. And I create a list of all the lessons, the individual lessons that I'll have for that term, mm. all the days. And for each day, I will map out the medium term plan and create my own personalized schedule of the medium term plan for me so that I have energy saved by not panicking. Oh, what am I playing? What am I doing tomorrow? <laughs> It's all there. I've planned it out. I've, and, that, and that is a reflection of how I'm implementing and personalizing the medium term plan to my circumstance. Yeah. Um, helps me to visualize how I will cover the content. Gives me uh, a rough idea of how many days I'm working with and what I can do. So it makes things just manageable and makes me Definitely. organized. And uh, it, it also helps me to adapt and reflect because I don't adhere stringently to this uh personalized medium term plan that I create uh, there's always flexibility mm-hmm. there's always uh, going there are always going to be things uh intangibles un- that you you don't necessarily expect but then you adapt your medium term plan accordingly to to make it all fit yep. and um that's that's what i do that's what i do um and i hope uh, i hope our listeners benefit yeah definitely i think i'm just gonna one more time go over those six questions i thought about um i said before we delved into them in more detail so yeah. when you're thinking about a medium-term plan think about you know what is the overall purpose of your medium-term plan Definitely. um what will be included in your medium-term plan um how will it be organized and sequenced um really think carefully about that um he'll be involved in designing it probably a question people don't think about enough um not just subject specialists yeah. other teachers can really help you and add information to things you're not seeing. Student actually. voice could even be a student thing, voice, yep, yeah. governess perhaps as well. Yeah. Um, what are the barriers to a successful implementation of your medium term plan? And then really start thinking about it on a half termly, termly, yearly, four yearly basis in terms of how will it be evaluated so that you are always refining, amending and editing. That's I think crucial. Yeah. Always refine it, always develop it. Um, and so that's been our episode on medium term planning. Yeah, thank you. Have a good day. Yeah, thank you. And uh, as always, you can find us on our Instagram, Facebook and Twitter pages. Mm. And uh, be in touch. Do share your comments. Always. Do like this video if you Mm -hmm. see it shared. And um, sorry, not video. (laughs) Hopefully one day we will get videos. Yeah, that'd be good. Let's do it. Pretty cool. Everyone can see how shoddily dressed dressed we are. (laughs) Hey, I stepped up my game and I wear some light blue socks. I'll say no more. I love my socks. (laughs) Everyone, get on the lemon and ginger. Winter is coming. Winter Winter is coming. That's all right. (laughs) Thank you once more for listening. If you've enjoyed the episode, please consider supporting us on our Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash the edupod. Do share this episode with your friends or colleagues and we hope to provide more quality content. Thank you once more for listening. Bye.